Batman could beat Superman. Batman is better and more popular than Superman. Happy birthday, brother-in-law, you fag. I have decided, thanks to my brother-in-law, Brain, that for all of all of the people that I care for, in in you know like friends, family, um, I'm going to dedicate an episode to them, and that's why I started off saying the things that I said. Um, it's his birthday today. He is, um, you know when, like, a, a woman gets pregnant and they get, like, a glow? Uh, when he, when it comes time for his birthday, he gets, um, extra gay. Like, he starts searching out dick if he can't find some right away, right? Um, I mean, obviously not, like family and stuff because but he gets super he gets super needy he starts getting all gobbly up and stuff and tries touching other guys it's sad anywho (laughs) um i don't know i guess for for uh he's a big comic book guy much like myself so that's what i'm gonna dedicate the show to a little bit is comics um any news that we might have going on in comics and he also said he really enjoys uh, listening to me break down religion. Uh, so I might be able to touch on that a little bit. In fact, yeah, we'll go on to that one second. He had sent me a, um, an article in the news the other day that I've been meaning to speak about, but it's kind of its own episode. But fuck it, because this is, this is Brain's birthday. I'm going to fucking represent, nigga. Um, while taking a little drag out of my bowl. Oh, yeah. Go to, uh, <clears throat> as we start this comics, comics episode, comics and a little bit of religion episode, that only took me three minutes because I'm fucking awesome. Let's see. Here. Go to Comics Explained. It's the best um, comic book YouTube channel. It will, uh, you can catch up on all sorts of stuff. It's awesome. Oh, look at that. Speak of the devil. Um, The first uh, thing I, I see when I open up my browser is Justice League art has dark side controlling. Henry Cavill's Superman. Weird, right? Weird. Anyway, uh, go to Comics Explain if you want to have any major comic um, storyline that you want to know about that's in the major stuff. It would be interesting to see... Fuck Rolex. I used to um, work in a jewelry store and uh, rich people... That buy Rolexes, I just 
I don't know. Anyway, comics explain. Let's get there. I'm going to tell you what we got on this bitch. Comics explained. It's it's one word, man. What the fuck? Whatever. Comics explained justice. Okay, yeah. Com- oh, oh, it's two. My bad. My bad. So, his name's Rob. And um, he's got a cool voice. Uh, you'll see him in some of his other videos. Cool dude. So let's see here. We have playlists. We got playlists. So we have DC Rebirth, Phase 3, Phase 2, Too Powerful for the Marvel Movies. So he has a couple of these. Too Powerful for the Marvel Movies, Too Powerful for the MCU, Too Powerful for this, Too Powerful for that. And he just kind of breaks down certain characters. Uh, He's lately been taking in um, requests. Uh, to see who we think, um, I think he's had, I know he's had Gambit, who's one of my favorites, um, he's had Thor, he's had a whole slew of them, anyway, Avengers 4 title, plot and theories, oh, movie, Marvel and DC full stories, ooh, I'll go into that one and see which one we have. Uh, DC Rebirth, Dark Knight's Metal, so it's just like a whole slew, look at this, X-Men, Decimation House, of M era. I mean, it's these things are fucking awesome. Some of them go like five hours. Some of these videos are fucking ridiculous. And thank you to him. New start to Iron. I'm sorry. New start to Wolverine, to Iron Man, to Thor, and to the Incredible Hulk. So, oh, plus fucking 30 more? Yeah, he's got. He does this for a job, dude. I have to imagine he makes good money. But uh, let me get back up here to whatever this other one was. Marvel and DC full storylines. All right, here we go. Here's the real kit and caboodle. Uh, Infinity War, Thanos quests, Marvel's Infinity Gauntlet. So if you want to back up like all of the movies, if you want to get to what the original storylines were and things of that nature from the comic books without actually having to go out and buy the comic books, this is excellent. This is it. This is where you go. Comics explained. And um, he goes into the fucking, the the most intense detail. He talks about what the the authors uh, were were thinking. He talks about what, who was uh, helping um, with uh, drawing comics and who put these out and who switched over. I, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. I mean, he's honest too. Like he'll tell you if he thinks the storyline sucks. Um, and he also will tell you that a storyline's awesome. Bendis is his favorite, I think, or one of his favorites. I mean, we're into the Green Lantern here. We got the Hulk, Spider-Man, Captain America conquers the world. Um, oh, The Walking Dead. He's got a little bit of The Walking Dead up in his botch. And uh, thank, thanks to him, it's actually where I have a lot more of my understanding of of uh, comics. When I, I'll tell you my story of comics. Excuse me. I started liking comics. I started liking Superman first, I believe. Um, It would not surprise me if when I die, an angel takes me throughout my life in like a split second, right? So that you see every detail of your life, whatever. And they show me that it was fucking Batman that got me into comics. Wouldn't be surprised. Supplies. 
I would not be surprised. Be a little, I'd be a little pissy, but if um, you don't understand the inside joke, uh, I like Superman, and he likes Batman, and so for his birthday, that's also why I said the things that I said at the beginning of this. Um, so I started off liking Superman. And then I start. I, I started getting into the Justice League and liking DC Comics. And I did like Batman and Aquaman and and all those other guys. So um, I loved, I loved those comics. Superman was the best. When Christopher Reeves came out as Superman, uh, I was elated. I I loved it. And uh, I had the first four. I watched Batman when it came out. And I still think Michael Keaton is the greatest Batman of all time. I'm a stickler for the origins. <clears throat> Um, and then, let's see, and then my parents, uh, broke up and, uh, split up, separated, whatever, and that was when I was out in New York, um, and so they split up, and I went back to Michigan with my dad, and maybe it was that that caused it, but, uh, I started getting into, uh, oh, um, was it second grade? It was either second or third grade. Now, I had already started drawing a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, I had already started, I already started, started drawing before that. But then, um, so we got back. It was second, second or third grade. I had seen an X-Men comic. And I looked down, and uh, I thought it looked cool. I thought the characters looked cool. So I decided to start drawing them. And that's what got me into Marvel. And it was the X-Men first. Uh, I was never the biggest fan of Wolverine in the beginning. Like, I could, I kind of could care less. It wasn't until later that I started becoming a fan of Wolverine. I actually liked Cyclops better. And then I liked uh, Gambit the best. And then I think it was through the friendship of Gambit and Wolverine that I started like Wolverine. But Wolverine, like, for anybody that thinks Wolverine is... is uh, <clears throat> And this is this might shock my own brother-in-law. I don't think he knew some of this that I didn't like Wolverine in the beginning. Um, Wolverine is not Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is oh I don't know two and a half foot taller than the actual Wolverine is supposed to be. There's a reason that Sabretooth in all the comic books calls him Runt. It's because he's a small guy. He's almost a midget. Like he is. He's taller than Puck, but not by much. Um, I told you, this is going to be a nerdy-ass fucking episode. You're welcome, brother-in-law. Anything for you, brain. Um, I figured this might uh, make your day, by the way, also doing this. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so I liked, uh, I liked, well, one, I liked how hot the chicks looked. Fucking Jubilee, she looked hot. Fucking Jean Grey, all of them. Rogue was my favorite, by far. Um, but see, around that time, I had also started watching, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and I started getting into martial arts, so, uh, obviously, uh, oh, and then there was a wizard, um, and I had always thought that I wanted to see Jean-Claude Van Damme as Gambit, hands down, but there was a wizard, which was a, uh, comic book magazine about all the different action figures they're going to come out with and all the comics and all the authors and all this, you know, Comic-Cons and shit at that time. 
Um, holy shit, I am jogging some memories right now. Thank you, weed. Marijuana. I mean, God, we've become such good friends. Um, where was I? <laughs> Marijuana makes you forget shit, too. <laughs> um, oh, then I saw a, um, a wizard... Wizard Magazine with all that shit. And they actually, one episode, it was who everybody thought should play what X-Men characters in a movie. But that all, I mean, that was all just kind of like really cementing in my my love for uh, for Marvel. And then also it had uh, uh, Stan Lee was, or I'm sorry, Jim Lee was drawing. No, I don't think he has any relation to, no, he has no relation to Stan Lee. Anyway, Jim Lee was drawing the comic books. I could be off on that one. But Stan Lee was a Jew. Jim Lee is Japanese? I think he's Japanese and American, but Jim Lee is... Is he Italian and Jewish? Or just straight Jewish? No, I guess it would be Italian... No, I'm sorry, Jewish and Irish. Lee is a common Irish name. Oddly enough, it's a common Irish name and a common Oriental name. Which is so weird. Um, just means that the Irish and the... I mean, I guess the only other stark differences would be like Irish and black. <laughs> would be weird for two two groups of people to say, share the same name. Uh, well, I guess not that far off because the Irish and the blacks had pretty similar histories. Given um, the slavery wasn't as large against the Irish. However, I could be off on that too. No, no, I couldn't be. It was millions out of uh, Africa. Not millions to the United States. Uh, but there was quite a few Irish that were taken. How did I get there? Um, oh, Jim Lee, Stan Lee. So Jim Lee was drawing for him. Stan Lee was just cool and uh, coming out with all sorts of cool other stuff. I was never a super big fan of, like, the Avengers. I never thought the Avengers were all that popular. Um compared to the X-Men. I thought the X-Men were it, you know? Um, so that kind of confused me when they came out with the Avengers movie. I mean, I'm glad that they came out with the X-Men first, but ah, Hollywood sucks at making movies, dude. Let's just be honest. I mean, yeah, I guess there's a couple of good ones. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty good. Could have been better. Uh, but even the Guardians of the Galaxy was never all that popular. I just couldn't understand why they would make an Avengers movie. But see, um, it's also, I guess, where I'm coming from. As I'm saying that, some of you nerds are probably like, uh, no, dude, the Avengers were super, super popular. Yes, I understand that the Hulk and, the, and Thor and um, Captain America was, were, were all super-duper popular. Uh, Iron Man was not quite as popular. But the Avengers as a team, was that ever like really that big of a deal? I never thought that it was. At least not like the X-Men. Like, it doesn't seem like an actual team. It just seems like... The, my problem with the Avengers and with X-Men, or with the Avengers versus X-Men, the Avengers seems like it was a whole bunch of writers back... When did they start? Was it the 90s? Man, I could be off on that. I'm fairly certain that the X-Men started before the Avengers. But that the Avengers were, and, and why I'm trying to think if it was just the 90s is, 
uh, the late 80s, early 90s, started seeing some problems within the, the industry, the comic book industry. And so I want to say what ha- why the Avengers are what they are is um, they just took some of the biggest names in the comic book industry within Marvel and threw them together on a team. That's what it seems like to me. That's what it's always seemed like to me. Like, you have all of these characters that should be off doing their own thing. Like, what the fuck is Thor? What does he care about with this group of people? Um, And then Captain America. I mean, there's all these characters who had their own shit going on that it just seemed like they all threw them together. Now, again, I could be totally off on that. The reason being is because I never really got into these characters, or at least into the group, into the Avengers, enough to really know their backstory. So... Um, I come from an X-Men view. That, that was my initial entrance into Marvel anyway. So um, that's kind of, I guess, where I, where I get that, that, uh, that lens, that view. But the X-Men seem like they were all um, brought together for a, for a common purpose. And they all kind of shared a common bond of they were these, they were these castaways or these... Um, seemingly uh, sub subpar beings compared to humans, right? That's it was, It's the whole um, racism. Um, not, it's not like a narrative. Like, Jim Lee was not a social justice warrior. Jim Lee, um, Jim Lee knew right from wrong, right? So uh, he wrote about, he wrote about, shit that I think Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would have had stories about, if that makes sense. And um, just put kind of changed a few aspects to it to be, okay, well, it's not their skin color. They're just born with these powers, and these powers make people fearful of them, and so they react to them, and they treat them different, and all this other stuff. So I think you get what I'm saying. That's about three th- three hits in. I am, I am, uh, I'm there. I am in my element. Shit, so where was I going? Anyway, so they're just, it's, they seem like more of a team. Like a, a natural feel to a team where the Avengers feels like it was forced together for a, a, f- a fourth dimension, a real world uh, need, necessity, in order to help out the, the industry. And maybe it could have even been... Um, there's definitely something that happens between DC and Marvel. They're the two biggest comic book brands. And what usually happens is they mimic one another. When one side brings out something, another side brings out something. Gambit, Gambit started in Marvel. The, the, um, the, fuck, equitable? No. The equal... Anyway, Marvel comes out with Gambit, DC comes out with Grifter. Um, the, uh, the, oh, shit. Uh, Aquaman and Namor. So Aquaman is DC, Namor is uh, Marvel. Now I'm starting to blank on all the, who all, what the people are. Um, man, who's that Hulk they were just talking about it the other day. So there's actually no, there is an equivalent, but it's it's uh, only in character. And this is what I'm talking about. Not popularity, but character. Um, uh, 
uh, shit, there was, I can't remember his name, but there was, there was no character that was equal, equal to the Hulk until recently, and now there's like this, ar- there's this hour-long army Hulk guy um, that just faced off against the Justice League for a minute, but anyway, um, let's see, there's, there's Iron Man, and there, who would be the equal over there, it might be Cyborg, Iron Man is Cyborg, um, Batman is a weird one because uh, I think the the equal to Batman would be the Punisher, and I like the Punisher way better. But who would be Superman? Now the equal character to Superman is Sentry. Hardly anybody knows who that is, but it's Sentry on on Marvel side to Superman. Who? Oh, Green Lantern uh, on DC and Hawkeye and Marvel. Uh, Quicksilver in Marvel and Flash in DC. So you see what I mean? Like one creates one, they the other side creates another. And it's not it's not always necessarily that uh, they're purposely meaning to do that because if you're drawing superheroes with super abilities, everybody's gonna have kind of the same ideas when it comes to certain things. It would be abilities that we don't have, that the laws of physics don't allow us to have, and yet. If we're going to imagine for a moment that we're creating a character with at least one ability, it would be something that I can't do. So, uh, flying, right? Flying, super strength, super speed, um, invisibility, you know, all these different things. And so, being that there's uh, limits to our imagination for the most part, um, we're all going to kind of come across the same, the same ideas, you know, and sometimes it's going to be a little bit later than others. Sometimes it's going to be right on top, uh, which I think is what you're going to see with Quicksilver and the Flash. You're going to see that with um, fucking all the other people that I named. <laughs> they don't have an equal for the Wolverine, I don't think, in DC. And by the way, the Wolverine's one of my favorites now, <sighs> especially after his... Oh, excuse me, his Wolverine Presents series. But my favorites have always kind of been not necessarily everybody else's favorites. Or, I'm sorry, not necessarily not everybody else's favorites, if that makes sense. So I wasn't going out of my way not to join the crowd, if that makes sense. Like, I, I was, I, I just said that four times in a row, didn't I? Um, I, I just wanted to be honest with myself when I was picking who I liked the best. And... Uh, let's see, we got Cable. Um, oh, there's one. You got Deadshot. Is it Deadshot? Deadshot in DC and Deadpool in in um, Marvel. And in fact, what's it? Slade? Slade? Wade Slade? Slade? Something like that? The the name of the of Deadshot is something Slade, I think. S-L-A-D-E. And Wade Wilson, or uh, Deadpool's first name is Wade Wilson. So yeah, that was actually, I think, a, an intended one. Um, and I don't think it was ever meant to be as big as it became. Because Slade doesn't have his own movie. And Deadpool's got two. Um, fuck, where is I going with all that? Comics are cool. Um, you know what? Next time we have him on... I'm going to have him tell you the, his comic book story. Um, 
So if you don't like this, if this is too boring for you, you might want to skip ahead <laughs> or skip over that one. I mean, um, because I get it for some people. Comics is just, it's not it. Gavin McGinnis, he hates them. He thinks he gets sad for me. Fine, fuckface. Be sad for me. While you're sitting there with your hangover, uh, I feel great smoking weed and reading some comic books, faggot. I think that your your attraction to fashion is a little a little homoerotic, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no guy and, and this is another thing. Men do not wear pink. Oh, that's gonna segue right into my next thing. Um so yeah, I guess we can be done talking for comics a little bit. I'll talk more um at another time. But uh guys, don't wear fucking pink. Okay? I think I pinpointed it that this shit started the whole tranny thing. Wearing pink, right? We guys have always not wanted to wear pink. Somebody throws a fucking a red sock in with our our white shirts and shit and turns them pink. Our underwear, whatever it may be, our socks, we don't want to wear it. Good. Stay that way. You know why? Because it was those fucking douchebags, those fucking metrosexuals that whenever, however they came up, they got it from first wearing pink. This is my theory. They got it from wearing pink. Somebody said it's okay. Some Probably some single mom told their little boy that uh, it was okay because she fucked up the laundry. Why? Because she's a single mom. Um, she fucked up the laundry, and then she she had to make him wear pink. God, I am really coming along with this theory <laughs> that I just started three minutes ago. Um, and so she said, yeah, uh, it's okay to wear pink. And then he got it in his dumbass head after he's had to wear pink shit for the next three weeks that, uh, that it is okay. And you know what? Maybe, maybe uh, he got lucky. Maybe he got lucky. Maybe that's what happened. You know, maybe this was back in school. And because he was wearing pink, maybe this chick thought that he looked hot that day. This chick that he liked. And, uh, and he got laid. Because, and then he, he brought it back to it was because he wore a pink shirt. And then fast forward, and you have guys believing that it's okay um, to walk around in actual women's clothes. So, don't wear pink, okay? It's, it's for girls and the gays. It's, it's actually for fags, okay? If you want to slap dicks with whatever, I don't give a shit. Um, but the, it, you can keep your pink. Straight dudes, stop wearing pink. I would almost say gay go, gay guys don't wear pink. I mean, I don't want to tell anybody what to do unless if you want to know what a definition of a man is. And a definition of a man is a dude who is a male who is, who is uh, straight and who doesn't wear fucking pink. Where the fuck was I going with all this? Um... Oh yeah, wearing pink leads to leads to uh, demasculinization, which leads to trannies. Oh, um, so my bro-in-law brain here sends me an email, uh, or I'm sorry, a text message about the New York. It was a New York Times post. Ooh, why did I need to do that? I didn't. I did not need to do that. But I did. <coughs> and 
which um, the new, I think it was the New York Archdiocese had, uh, what was it? I think it was a culmination of things of, what was it, 200 <clears throat> cases of uh, abuse within the church, or at least 200 priests or clergy members accused. Um, 10 gays came out of the closet, or are, are something along those lines. Um, and that brings me on to my next thing. I'll say it. Uh, gays need to get out of the church. Uh, the, the gays need to get out of at least the clergy, is what I mean. Um, the teaching, the authority, the levels of authority, gays need to get out of. Hands down, 100%. And, uh, as I keep on my way through this shit. And I think it's gays to blame for the, uh, the sex abuse scandal for the past 70 years. The one that has existed. I think Michael Voris is right to a degree. I think that this was a purposeful thing, uh, sure, by the communists to infiltrate the, the Catholic Church and to destroy from the inside. I don't see how you can look at all of the cases. If you look at the whole of the cases, over 85% of the cases were committed uh, by men on boys. That is homosexuality. There's no two ways of looking at it. That is what it is. Um, the rest of the cases dealt with, uh, <clears throat> so within that 85, it actually deals with pedophilia, hebophilia, and, uh, adult priests. Uh, uh, yeah, adult priests. And then the other 15% deal with woman on boy and, and man on, on uh, children or on, you know what I mean? I don't even want, like, talking about it. But anyway, uh, the over 85% should be alarming. That is, that is a trend. If it were downwards of, I don't know, around 20, like, I thought it was, uh, oh, no, that was about something else. But uh, if it was down around 20, and there was, like, you know, four other reasons or, or or things demographics you could blame it on um then you, then my case wouldn't be so strong but it's over 85 percent not just that and in part what this new york times um article was that my my uh that brain sent me thank you brain happy birthday fag um and what Michael Voris and people like Michael Voris from Church Militant uh, will say, will admit, and this is not something that's easy for me to admit. It's not something that's super comfortable uh, for me to admit. But the Catholic Church, the priests, it's not clergy, but the priests, uh, over 50%, or I think it's, is it over? I can't remember. Let's just say 50 to be to be a little bit more on point. 
50% of the priests in the Catholic Church are gay, homosexual. And I think it actually is a little over that. I think it is 50, 50, over half of the priests in the Catholic Church are gay, at least in the United States. There's something that they call the, uh, the gay mafia. Big Pun actually talked about this. Big Pun, uh, the rapper, uh, he talked about the gay mafia in Hollywood. Uh, a few other stars have talked about it. I guess these gays are a little fucking, little mean. I think it's more so because of the, the position of power. I don't think that they're actually, like, tough. You know what I mean? I don't think that they're, they're uh, overly, like, mafia, mafiaistic. It's got to be just power. Money and power is, is what it's got to be. But, uh, ow, any hizzle. So, uh, there's, uh, so I put my blame on gays. I think, uh, this has become a gay problem. And I think the gay community needs to do something about it. And, uh, we need to do something about it. And absolutely the church needs to do something about it. Um... What I would like to see is, uh, oh my god, I am so fucking high, I'm gonna have to take a break. Watch this, watch this shit. <laughs>